Veronica Vasquez was admittedly a bit nervous as she waited in the office of homicide detective Brian Waldicott of the Portland Police Bureau. At the Bureau's request, she had been loaned to the department as a criminal psychologist and profiling member of the FBI serial killer unit. She was proud to have earned her stripes as a certified FBI profiler and determined to stay one step ahead of those who would like to see her put back in her place. Her current assignment was to help track down a vicious sexual serial killer terrorizing Portland, Oregon, and its surrounding neighborhoods. Dubbed by the press as the Rose Killer, the unsub had murdered six women thus far. The murders occurred in pairs, involving a Caucasian woman and a woman of color. The women had all been severely beaten, disfigured, and strangled. Most had also been sexually assaulted. As grisly and unusual as this was, Veronica's frayed nerves were not due to the morbidity of the case or being uprooted from her home in Washington, D.C. at a moment's notice. Nor was she shaky at the prospect of having to deal with a temporary new boss who had once been one of the FBI's most brash and bright special agents until he inexplicably walked away from Quantico three years ago. It wasn't even the fact that she had just turned 35 and was already a widow, with seemingly the best years of her life behind her. No, what disturbed Veronica more than she cared to admit was returning to her hometown of Portland for the first time in nearly eight years. Not too coincidentally, that was the last time she had seen her sister, Alexandra, who was two years her junior. In fact, the two had not seen eye-to-eye on much of anything ever since their parents died when the sisters were in their late teens. If the truth were told, they were about as different as night and day in Veronica's mind, leaving little ground for a stable, steady relationship, much less a bona fide sisterly bond. It had just seemed better all the way around if they went their own separate ways, or at least one of them and it ended up being her. Now, against her better wishes, she had come back. She knew she would have to face Alexandra sooner or later to see if they could possibly salvage anything out of their kinship, or if they would remain lost to each other forever. Veronica forced these thoughts aside as she saw a tall, well-built man approaching the office. Even from a distance, she could see that he was handsome and looked to be in his late thirties, Thick hair that was as black as the night surrounded a chiseled face with a long, pronounced nose. When he got closer, she could see that his eyes, never parting from hers as if in a trance, were pools of deep blue with an intensity that probably matched her own green eyes with gold speckles. He wore a navy suit that was only slightly wrinkled, as if to indicate that he refused to go more than a few days without having it pressed. His striped tie was only loosely fastened over a crisp white shirt. Veronica immediately sat up in the chair, as if she had been slouching and did not want to make a bad first impression. She had chosen to wear a gray suit that flattered her five-foot-seven-inch slender frame, along with a pink shirt and black low-heeled pumps. Her straight black hair hung across her shoulders, bordering a heart-shaped face. She rose to her feet as the man entered the office, self-consciously pulling down her jacket. Her mouth opened to a soft smile after she saw him do the same.